0: Welcome to Abundant Living and Gardening Podcast. I'm your host, Ajayasir, and you can reach me at Ajayasir.com. And of course, you can listen to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. But of course, you know that because you're listening to the show right now. Y'all, I just finished a cup of tapachi because I brewed some tapachi a couple of days ago. It was finally done today and I am so satisfied. If you don't know what Tapachi is, it is a Mexican drink that is basically fermented pineapple peels in water and sugar. I used maple syrup though. And spices if you wish to add that. I use cardamom, fresh cardamom from our garden, and it is so divine. It's full of probiotics for belly health and mental health and all of that good stuff. The great thing about Apache, when it comes to soil though is that I like to do this with all of my ferments. The waste, the pineapple that's left over, the cardamom that's left over, all of that fermented juice in there that's left over, not juice, I poured that into the bottles, but all of that fermented goodness that's left that waste goes right into my garden. So what I'll do is bury it about two to three feet down in the garden. And I bury it so deeply because I don't want animals to be attracted to it and try to pull it up. But the microbiology in ferments in this Apache is going to go into my soil and feed my soil. So I mean, if you don't do ferments, if you don't do fermented drinks, I'm telling you, I highly recommend them. If I were to keep this Apache long enough, it would actually turn into a beer with a little bit of alcohol, not high percentage, about 3% alcohol, less than 3% alcohol. And if I kept it even longer, I can have pineapple vinegar, which can be used on all types of different salads or marinades or whatever, but... I don't think this Apache is going to last that long. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be gone probably less than a week. I only made about, I would say a gallon of it, maybe a gallon, half a, mm, no, about a half a gallon of it. So it's going to be gone in a couple of days, but I highly recommend making ferments. I highly recommend putting the waste into your garden to build that soil health. Today I am going to talk about witch hazel. But before I go into witch hazel, I do want to talk about something I've talked about on the show before, the abundance that gardening teaches us. It literally teaches us that we can have anything. We could just multiply anything that we ever thought we can we wanted in life. That can be multiplied and we We can have anything we want in life. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. So, you plant one seed, and from that one seed, you get beautiful plants. And from those beautiful plants, or from that beautiful plant, you get lots of seeds to plant more. So, it is a win win situation when you garden. What is the return on your investment for your other investments, your financial investments, your houses, your home, or whatever? I'm telling you, you can get probably way more if you garden. And of course, it teaches you an abundant mindset. Hence the name of the show, Abundant Living and Gardening. Because gardening teaches us to live in abundance. It teaches us that we are... Entitled to abundance, I know a lot of people don't like that word entitled, but you create your own entitlement. You are entitled to to abundance, and the garden teaches you that you do not have to live in scarcity. The garden teaches you that. You don't have to live wanting something that you think is out of your reach. The garden can teach you that you can have anything that you want. You can create your own reality. You create the only you create your own beauty in life. You create your own access to food, to water, to clothing, to shelter. You create all of that. Well you have the possibility, you have the the power to create all of that. And so all it takes is planting just one seed, planting just one seed, anything you want in life, just plant that one seed and walk towards it, water it, fertilize it, and stay focused on helping that seed to grow and you can have whatever you want. Okay, so that was a nice rant. (laughs) Today I want to talk about Witch Hazel. I'm going back into talking about native plants that you can grow in your North American garden. And if you're not in North America, wonderful. I would love for you to contact me and let me know what native plants you're growing in your native habitat. Witch hazel is a beautiful, beautiful North American plant. Many people probably know about witch hazel because you buy the astringent from the store. It's usually filled with alcohol, is usually processed down where it's not really worth very much when it comes to skin health. But people buy it to take makeup off their skin or to clear acne or to do a number of things for the skin. But I'm telling you, when you grow your own witch hazel, you can harness that power for yourself and you do not have to add alcohol to make this, make the shelf life long. As a matter of fact, I've made witch hazel. Um, liquid and it's lasted about a year on the shelf without having to refrigerate it so all you have to do is take a few pieces of the bark a few clippings of the bark and you boil it down into some water and wait till that water turns brown or a dark green, and then it's ready for use. (laughs) That's all it takes. And you can use it just like you would use any witch hazel that you would buy at a drugstore. But it's natural. It does not contain any alcohol. It doesn't have to if you do it yourself. In addition to that, a lot of people don't know that you can actually drink witch hazel tea. And so before you clip those bark clip that bark and fall or the end of summer, you can go ahead and pull some of the leaves off of your witch hazel plants, your witch hazel bush and make a tea. And it's good for inflammation. It relaxes the body. It's good for edema. It's good for a lot of things. Again, I am not giving uh, medical advice. Please consult your herbalist, consult your doctor or whoever you would consult in any kind of issue of emergency or health issue. Um, saying that, I do want to say that witch hazel leaves are excellent for tea and inflammation. It smells just like witch hazel. So if the smell throws you off, uh, something you have to kind of live with. But it definitely is a great soothing tea. So what else about witch hazel? Oh, of course, of course. It's also a host plant for bees, wives, wasps, wasps. Why is it so difficult for me to say wasp? It's also a host plant for bees, wasps, beetles, and a whole bunch of other beautiful, beautiful pollinators that you want in your garden. Um, oh, and it has a beautiful color in the fall our witch hazel plant, I've moved it several times. So at first, I don't know why I planted it here. But I planted it in a spot where I knew I wanted my vegetable garden. But I ended up planting a witch hazel bush. I'm not sure why I did that. But two years in, I ended up moving it to the medicinal side of the garden. You can keep your witch hazel bush trimmed so it can stay small and short and compact. And that's what I do. But in the fall, it has these beautiful golden and red leaves. And it's just such a beautiful beautiful plant highly recommend having witch hazel in the garden and it's crazy because a lot of people don't even know that witch hazel is a plant so but at least now you know so spread the word about this beautiful indigenous plant to north america Thank you for joining Abundant Living and Gardening Podcast and know that abundance is in your reach. You are the embodiment of abundance. Your garden is the embodiment of abundance and go forth and be abundant. Have a great day, evening, morning, whatever time it is in your world.